Hey, solarpreneurs. This week, I'm going to share with you the top tricks, techniques, strategies I learned from a book that I read recently that changed the way I sell. Check it out. Look, in the solar business, there's really only two types of people. There's the ones that crush it, make six, seven, and eight figures, and then there's everyone else. The question is, which one will you be? Over the last four years, we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing professionals and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best sales and marketing strategies. So how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. Boom, shake the room. What's going on, Solarpreneurs? Back for another episode today, and I decided to do something a little bit different, and I'll be honest, I am nervous. Usually you guys here, we have people to interview, we have other experts on the other line, which got a ton of respect for the guys we've had on the show. They've all been dominating in what they're doing, whether it be lead gen, closing deals. We brought in some real superstars. Today, I decided to do something a little bit different and just do a solo show. I know, pretty terrifying. I've never been on the mic, really, just myself, so was a little bit scary. I was sitting in this chair about 20 minutes, just racking my brain, just deciding if I'm capable of of doing a show just by myself, and finally decided to hit the record button. So, you know, sometimes that's what you got to do in life. I do it at deals, too. gets scary sometimes to take the next step, to go into the unknown, to knock that next door, to knock on that appointments door, but end of the day, you just got to do it. You just got to grab life by the horns and take that next next step. Sometimes it's wrong, sometimes it's right, but you'll never know until you take the next step. So I'm doing it. I hope you guys are doing it in your life. So whatever that next thing is, go out and do it. Pick the thing that scares you most, go do that thing. And today we're going to see how this episode goes. I'm excited to share a couple things that have been helping me as I close my deals here in San Diego. So what I've been trying to do is read read books. Okay. Um, hopefully everyone is always trying to improve their education, improve their craft. So if you're not reading books, if you're not furthering your education then I strongly recommend that you go pick up some books, pick up some uh, courses, figure out things you can do to help you further your education in the world of sales. If you're not continuing your education, you're not going to be improving, you're not going to be honing in your craft, and you're potentially losing out on thousands of dollars, let's be honest. The money goes to those that can improve themselves and they can always be um, honing in their skills. So I want to talk about today a book that I have been reading. And this book, it was actually introduced to me by James. He's on the podcast. He's been on the podcast with us several times here. But James, he started introducing to me some different ways of thinking about sales 
that I never really thought of before. I mean, I've studied the Grant Cardones, I've studied the Brian Tracy's, I've read all their books. I'm I'm on Cardone University. Um, I've read that Closer Survival Guide book. Probably read it, you know, 10, 20 times now. So I had all those techniques down, had all that kind of memorized, but James started talking to me about some different concepts that I hadn't really heard of, um, such as, we'll explain what these are here shortly, but it's frame stacking, prizing, um, the strong method. He started telling me about all these different techniques and going through them with me. And there were things I never heard had heard of before. So I said, James, where did you hear about all these strange techniques? Essentially what it is is making yourself the boss in the cell, not not taking crap from customers. That's kind of what the gist of it is. I said, James, where do you learn all this? He introduced me to the book. It's called Pitch Anything. It's by Oren Claff. Okay, and he's... He's actually not out there a ton. If you look on like social media, stuff like that, he's not one that I see really like publishing or he's not like a Grant Cardone where he's in your face sending you 50 emails a day. But he has this book. I think it's about 10 years old now. And James invited me to read it. So got on Amazon, bought the book, decided to check it out. And after reading it, it's really changed my perception on cells, changed how I think of the cell and what should be done in the cell. So I wanted to share just a couple tips that I have captured from this book. So first of all, I like the quote, one of the top quotes I got from the book. He says, there are limits to the human attention span, which is why a pitch must be brief, concise, and interesting. So for you and your deals, are you making your pitch brief, concise, and interesting? This is something that I talked to James about too. My deals in the past have typically been two, three hours long. Heck, I even had a deal that went six hours once. Most of that was because it was a program here in California. It was a PACE program deal, which is through the county. Basically, it took us six hours to get through all the documents and stuff that they have you do. Real nightmare of a deal. But James told me, he's like, dude, why aren't you getting your deals like 20, 30 minutes long? Why did it have to be two hours long? And I started to realize there's a lot of things I was doing that I didn't necessarily need to do. A lot of things that I was extending that could be definitely cut shorter. So that's another takeaway I had from this book. Deals do not need to be two hours long. You sell the customer once they're sold, close that baby. No need to extend it. No need to have it go on and on and on. So that's another takeaway I got from the book. Okay, but I broke down I broke down the book kind of into three different points here. So number one is your pitch must speak to your audience's Neanderthal brain. Okay, number two is making yourself the prize. Number three is using multiple frames to trigger a gut decision in your favor. So let's break down those three points, and we're just going to give you a brief summary of these points, kind of the top takeaways and how I've been able to apply them in solar. Obviously, the best thing you can do is go out and get the book, read it yourself, 
but I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version here. I'm going to break it down and tell you how I've been able to apply it to solar. So number one, your pitch must speak to your audience's Neanderthal brain. So it's something that he talks about in the book. We all have that part of our brain. You know, think of the cavemen. They have their part of the brain that was basically just telling them to eat, to drink, to do the very necessary things. And really, this is what we need to speak to for our customers. Okay, you got to speak to this part of the brain and you got to connect with this part because if you can't present to them, them something that's new, unlikely, or surprising, it's going to go into different parts of the brain that aren't going to pay attention as well. So in order to first connect with our customers, we need to get to this Neanderthal part of the brain. He calls it the croc brain. Think of the lizard brain, if we recall that before. So what can you do to tap into that part of the customer's brain? I started to think about this, and he talks a lot about in the book, doing things that's, that are different to customer, that are maybe unusual. In the book, he goes through a lot of different cases where he did things that, at first, I thought, you know, would get you kicked out of a cell. But really, they, they, they just surprised the customer. So for you in solar, what can you do to be out of the ordinary? What can you do to surprise your customer? What can you do to make them think you're different? It's a good question you should ask yourself, and it's something you should do, whether it's pitching people on the doors, whether it's calling your leads, whether it's in a deal closing them. How can you be different than your competitors? What can you do to get their attention? How can you connect with this lizard brain? So what I started doing is I just tried to be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, you don't want to be jerks to people. But in the past, I came across as just kind of a salesman that begged for things. If any of you have read, have read Closer Survival Guide by Grant Cardone, there's a lot of closes in there that are almost like begging the customer. It's like, I know you want to think about this, but what will it take to get you to do this right now? Um, he has a couple. He even has one called the Beg Close. So there's there's a time and a place for all that, but why not... Why not set yourself up so you don't have to start begging? Okay, and the way to do that is demand the attention. So get in there, and I've started using this, but in the past, if people were like messing around on their phones, if people were watching TV during the deal, people were doing things that was very distracting or had kids, dogs running around, I would just let it happen, and I would wait there, and I would... Just kind of let them control the situation. Just wait. They're all passive. Well, what I've started to do, and I've noticed it's been helping in the deals, don't be afraid to demand the attention and ask the customer to give you their full attention. And that's why they set the appointment, isn't it? So don't be afraid to demand that attention. I had a lady the other day. She had the TV on. It was blasting. In the past, I would just let that fly. Just let her have the TV on blasting and kids running around. But I said, hey, Mrs. Jones, so we're meeting with a ton of people, and I'm not going to have time to keep coming back. And I really want to make sure we can get you all this information and that you can understand it. Is it okay if we turn the volume down on that TV? Demand that attention. Don't want to be a jerk about it. And sometimes you can demand it. Use humor. You want to use humor always to lighten the mood. 
Okay, but as long as you're using humor, demand that attention, make sure people put away their phones, make sure they give you their full attention. So that's the first point. Okay, figure out a way to connect with the croc brain, get their attention. Point number two is make yourself the prize. So what he means by that is in a lot of sales situations, I would go in, like I said, I would make myself just super passive. I would let the customer control me. But what I learned from Oren is that you need to make yourself the price. In other words, you should figure out a way. You should be asking yourself, why, why does your customer deserve to have your services? So instead of thinking of what can I do to convince my customer, Flip the tables, what can the customer do to have your services? Why do they deserve this? And if you can get them thinking in that way, instead of you thinking, okay, how am I going to beg the customer? How am I going to get them to do this? That's going to help. That's going to turn out in your favor. It's going to help way more versus them thinking that you're there trying to beg them, trying to convince them to do this. So I'll give you a couple examples. When I was in yeah, high school, college, I would always, I mean, I would go after the ladies. I wasn't much of a ladies guy, wouldn't get any of the girls. I remember my second summer of sales, I was selling pest control, had a crush on the girl that was out there with us, and it was going good. I knew she liked me too, so we kind of started dating a little bit, but then about mid-summer, she started to lose interest in me. She started to not give me time of day. She started to pay less and less attention to me. And in my head, I was thinking, why Why is she not into me? What's going on here? I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we were hitting it off. It was awesome. And what was happening, I was, I was, you know, basically begging her to be with me. I was like, I was coming across as super needy that I needed her that I wanted to be with her, and as I analyzed after I got home from the summer, what happened is I just came across as too needy. I mean, you know how it is. Anyone that's trying to get a girl or girls that are trying to get a guy, if they can see that you're easy to get, then they're going to be a lot less likely to be in you. You know how it is. Everyone knows. If you see someone walking around, ladies, if they see the guys walking around with a flock of girls around them, then you know they're going to be super jealous of that guy. So figure out a way to apply that as you close your customers too. Make them want you, not the other way around. If you can figure out a way to turn the tables on them, make them beg for your services, then you're going to blow the competition away. That's how you're going to close endless amounts of deals. So that's what prizing is. Make yourself the prize in sales, I was doing some research on this, and it's done by car dealerships. What I found is um, a couple of car dealerships, I mean, if you're trying to buy like a Ferrari, McLaren, or uh, we got an M4 GTS here, you got to have a pre-existing relationship with the company. And they're going to give you certain terms. You can't just walk in there and buy the car. They're going to give you certain terms to even do business with you. So in what ways can you create that with your customers? Think of how you're, think of how you're treating your customers right now. Are you begging them to, 
to get solar or are they bidding you? Is it the other way around? So what I've done, a couple things I've done to be able to do this is I tell the customer, look, if we do this for you, would you guys be willing to provide us with two referrals if we are able to do this for your home? I'm constantly using takeaways. I'm saying we got to qualify your home. We got to figure out if we can do it. This isn't for everybody. This isn't a cheap service. This isn't like what all these random solar companies do. But I'm telling them this is something that's high class. We're doing a high class service. Our company, in our case, we come service their panels every year. We come clean them every year. So think of things that set you apart from other companies. Explain those things and explain to your customers why you guys are a high-status service. You're not for everybody. Why should they do business with you? Or why should you do business with them? So say things like that. If we do this, are you willing to provide us with two referrals? Are you willing to talk to your neighbors about what we're doing? Then just think of different things you can say, different ways you can come across that they should be begging you for your business okay if you got more ideas drop us a comment send me a message on facebook instagram let me know your ideas for pricing but just brainstorm ways that you can come across as a prize for your customer so that's point number two become the prize point number three is figure out how to use multiple frames to get a decision in your favor. So Warren Claff, he calls this hot cognitions. And what that is, he wants customers to get into the hot state of them making a decision. Have you ever made a decision without knowing all the information beforehand? I do them every day. Personally, I don't want to know all the information there is before I make a decision. But this is what Oren tries to create when he stacks these frames. So you think of like a picture frame. How are you framing your customer right now? That's what he wants to get, get to. And he, you want to frame him in, in, in a way that helps them make a decision. Oren talks about four frames in specific that should be stacked on each other for maximum effects. The first one is called the intrigue frame. So what this is, this is how you create curiosity in your customers. What can you do to have them curious about solar? So what I've been doing in my cells is I create this curiosity by taking it away from them, making them wonder if they'll even qualify in the first place. So saying things like, not everyone qualifies to do this. My job is to make sure we can figure out if you're qualified or not. So I'm going to say things like that. I'm going to take it away. And I do this generally at the beginning of the cell as I'm fact-finding, as I'm figuring out what questions they would have about solar. I say, great. What we're going to do today is we're going to make sure we answer your questions. We're going to make sure we go through all the information with you. After we do that, I'm going to do an application with you, and I'm going to make sure we can figure out if this is an option for your home or not. I don't know if it is. They're still going to have to check several things. They're going to have to check your roof. They're going to have to check your electric panel. They're going to have to check your meter. They're going to have to make sure you have decent credits. So I hope it does work out, but that's what we're going to figure out today. 
if everything does make sense to you guys and if everything looks good after what I show you. Does that sound fair to you? That's your first preframe. Create the intrigue. Create something with it that makes them wonder. Is this going to work for my house? Can I do this? So that's the first frame. The second frame is the prize frame. So that's, that's you creating yourself as the prize. So really this begins even before you step in a home, even before you go and try and sell anything. You've got to be okay with losing the deal. This is something that I was not okay with. When I had a shortage of leads, like every lead was like gold. So I was going to do every single thing possible. Make sure that lead doesn't slip through my fingers. Make sure I'm doing everything right. Make sure there's nothing that goes wrong in the cell. So that's the first thing you have to flip in your head. Are you okay with losing this deal? Are you okay with being needy about your customers? Because if not, this price frame isn't going to work. Okay, if you have any sort of that neediness any of that going on and the customer is going to sense it immediately. So you got to be okay with losing deals. You got to be okay with being choosy. And here's a couple statements you can tell yourself before you even go in, in the deal. I am the prize. You are trying to impress me. You are trying to win my approval. Tell yourself those statements. Make sure you come across with that mindset of the customer telling you those things rather than the other way around. The third frame is called the time frame. And this one has been a game changer for me as well. How many of you heard in a deal, all right, I only have 10 minutes, tell me what you got and then I'll think about it. I know I heard that hundreds of times before I read this book and I didn't know how to handle it. I just thought, okay, I'm gonna have to just give them the info and there's no way I'm closing this. Got 10 minutes. But what Oren does in this, he flips the time frame on the customer. So in other words, he turns the tables on them and he creates his own frame of time. So especially if a customer comes to him and says, all right, I have 10 minutes. He goes back to them and says, oh, I actually have nine minutes. So yeah, let's, let's make sure we get to all this as soon as possible. So it's something that's been a game changer. I've realized that as I've started doing that, I do it with every single deal now. It helps the customer see that you're a high status, you're a high player, you're meeting with tons of people. This isn't something that you're going to beg them for. It just comes across as way more powerful instead of you getting told that and then having to try and come overcome it. So the best thing to do is tell them that before you even start the pitch. Tell them, look, Mrs. Jones, I only have about 20 minutes. I do have to get to several people out here. So we're going to get through all this as quick as possible. I'm sorry I don't have more time, but we're going to get through it as quick as possible. Sound good? And then, boom, you're immediately going to be seen as much higher status, much higher class. And that is the time frame. Create that frame in your deals. The last frame that he suggests is the moral authority frame. And that's just positioning yourself as a high status figure, someone that has authority. Doctors do it all the time. Have you ever been to the doctor? Have you ever questioned the doctor? I didn't think so. And Oren talks about that in the book, how that's one of the highest moral authority frames out there is the doctor frame. Because if you go into the doctor's office, you you immediately know. You got to do what the doctor says. You got to defer to his expertise you got to accept anything he tells you about life or death. 
what if people looked like that, looked at us as doctors, as solar cells people? Be pretty crazy, right? So think to yourself, how can you come across as a moral authority figure? Maybe it's the other people you've helped. Maybe you have helped doctors out there. Maybe you've helped policemen. So I like to do this by using stories in my pitch, in my cell. What kind of stories can you use to create these images in your head? Maybe you can talk about customers you've helped in the past. You can talk about different ways you've been able to help the community. Figure out ways you can create the moral authority frame. This is one that I've been thinking about. It is something that is a little bit tougher to apply in solar. So shoot me your messages. Let me know how, how you think you can apply this in the solar industry. But that's the four frames you want to create. Number one is the, the intrigue frame. Sorry, just trying to keep them all straight in my head here. Intrigue frame. Create that intrigue in your customers. Number two is the prize frame. Make yourself the prize. Number three is the time frame. Tell them that you have limited time. Number four is the moral authority frame. So do these in your cells. You're going to see an increase in your cells, and you're also going to feel a lot more of that boss feeling. You know that feeling after a deal when you close them, you're like, yes, that feeling. You're going to feel like that. You're going to feel much more in control of the situation. So I want to invite everyone to go read the book, pitch anything. Let me know your ideas about it. I'm still thinking of ways I can fully apply it in solar. Those are just a couple of my ideas. But those were my notes on it. That's my summary on it. So number one, connect with the customer's crock brain. Demand the attention. Number two, make yourself the prize. Not the other way around. Tell the customer they need to give you referrals in order, to, in order that you will consider them for solar. And then number three is use frames. Learn how to stack the frames on top of each other. Specifically, I like the time frame and then make sure you're always making yourself the price. That's just a couple of thoughts on the book here. Okay, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about the solo episodes. Sorry, I know my brain's all over the place sometimes, still trying to get down my thoughts. And we will continue to have top-quality guests on the show, so stay tuned for that. You're not going to want to miss out on next week's episode. And with that being said, we will see you next week. Keep crushing solarpreneurs. You are not going to want to miss next week's episode because we have someone that has dominated the game of Facebook Facebook ads expert Jamie Rukowski is going to join us on the show and share the top strategies, the top things you are missing in your Facebook ads, and show you how to use it specifically for solar. See you guys next week.
Wow, what another amazing episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Now, before we take off here, do us a favor and go leave an honest review on your platform of choice or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps us get the word out about the Solarpreneur movement and impact more entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers just like you. And hey, don't forget to head over to Facebook and join the Solarpreneur group for more daily content that's going to impact you and help you take your sales game to the next level. See you guys in the next episode.